Welcome to a podcast on marketing. I'm your host, Jordan Ogren, and this is a podcast where we talk about marketing. So the first question of the day, who are you and what do you do? Oh, hey, Jordan. Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Dragoš. I'm a brand strategist, and I help people understand their clients. How long have you been what they do. kind of doing your own thing, right? You You run your consulting practice yourself or do you work for uh, somebody <laughs> oh gosh wow. forever i started freelancing like back in high school wow and never looked back i mean i i tried the job here mm-hmm. and there but so this has been that a long time you're not not just jumping on the, the bandwagon of kind of freelancers or you know working wherever Wow. So in high school, did it look like this or were you doing different freelance? Oh, no, no, no. Just, I was hmm. messing around okay. with graphic design back then. Uh, I kept growing doing that, then switched to brand strategy <laughs> when I had enough of pixel pushing. <laughs> okay, that's cool that you Order come taking. from a background of kind of design graphic. I think that plays hand in hand with uh, kind of brand, brand marketing, and we'll obviously jump into all sorts of that later on. But I have a few questions that I like to just open with. First question is, what is marketing? How do you define it? What is the job? So you can obviously take it to brand marketing, but just in general, how do you define marketing? (laughs) Yeah, softball question. You're going for the kill. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's okay. Well, marketing is going out there, finding the people that need you and mm. telling them what to do, put short, <laughs> without going as into philosophical debates. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be simple because we, we complicate everything today. I mean, branding, marketing, everything is filled with <laughs> jargon and <laughs> made up terms just to be original. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's get back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of first. your content. Just as I've kind of, I don't know if I've been connected that long with you, but since the time I've been connected with you, a lot of your content is really on that kind of just doing the basics first. And one of the ones that I kind of popped out to me was just how you kind of had a post. I think it was either today, yesterday, recently that like branding isn't the answer and kind of just talking about how there could be other things that you, you know, should do. Yeah, can you speak to that? Like, oh, what? For sure. What? Why isn't branding always the answer? Like, why shouldn't a company um, focus on branding? Well, there are a lot of reasons. For starters, if it's a brand new business, just go out there and find your first client. Stop worrying about your visual identity and just mm. make sure there's a product market fit and there's a big enough market for you to make a profit and be sustainable. You know, we can go into branding, but a young business, it, it, sometimes it's difficult to do branding actually because they still discovering themselves and what they want to do. I mean, okay, it's, it most of the time it starts with a frustration or a goal of the owner. Come on, I know I can do things differently or I'm sick of this. I'm going to quit my job and do it better. But there are cases when when branding isn't really the business is doing great the 
ownership doesn't want more than that they're happy with what they have because there's this insane chase after growth we need to grow <laughs> and grow and grow till yeah. till when till come on yeah. let's enjoy life yeah. <laughs> pause the, the business for a bit <laughs> so if your business is doing great yeah, it's, it's a local business and people every one in the town knows about you and they mm. come to you was the need for branding okay your brand so is how, already done yeah no i like that i think it's definitely something we can get caught up caught in and you had a post about like a logo or you know like just type your name and oh. like use your font like yeah. that's super critical because i do think sometimes people can just fret and just think way too much they get and, like, stuck in <laughs> rather than to your point doing the work going out and actually seeing if my skills if i'm a you know freelancer or if my company product services are actually you know do people actually want them focus on that first and kind of learning in those things rather than spending either tons of money or time kind of trying to nail the uh, logo or your color palette or whatever it uh, is per se how oh, do i get me started on color palettes <laughs> <laughs> why are you not a fan of color palettes or what is uh what is your i am a of? fan but <laughs> i mean people give too much importance <laughs> to these details sure sure which uh, goes just, into the whole premise yeah pick a color and two and stick to it don't don't do a rainbow <laughs> don't do like <laughs> i feel like doing it blue today <laughs> Yeah. yeah right whatever i wake up feeling just stick to it no that's good so you talk a lot about kind of i don't know if it's avoiding fluff or turning fluff into concrete but how do you define fluff in marketing in branding like what is fluff how do you define that oh exactly what we talked about at the beginning you know just jargon and oh let's take this simple thing and make it sound complex and give it a new name so <laughs> We, we look unique as, a, as an agency. <laughs> Come on, cut the crap. Okay. Our That's... goal here is to serve our, our clients and make it make their lives easier, not complicate mm. them. They don't have to learn our terminology. <laughs> so <laughs> crap could be enough. synonymous with fluff, you know, just cut the crap, yeah. just speak, speak in exactly. plain terms. What other than maybe, you know, some psychological, we want to, you know, appear more intelligent. Like what are some reasons people slip into the fluff trap? Is it, is there anything that comes off that you've worked with clients with, or you just see that as a reason people slip into this mode of putting out fluff or doing fluff, uh, branding, oh. marketing. Some just try to be unique and that's not the way to do it. If you ask me and mm -hmm. others just want to sound smarter than they are. <laughs> So what it, what so do we not want to be unique as a company or how do you think about being you know unique or you 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 say don't try to be unique? No, absolutely not. We need to to differentiate ourselves, but let's not do that through uh, surface level things. Let's mm -hmm. Really make a difference. <laughs> Don't invent new words that create <laughs> confusion for our clients. Yes, it's crazy. Okay. Marketing and branding is everything. Everything about them is about clarity and the clear message and exactly what you do. But when it comes to explaining what branding and marketing is, it's a convoluted mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. So 
how do you define how do you define the dichotomy of good marketing bad marketing good branding bad branding obviously you could argue right back that you know they're just words and we put connotations to them bad and good but you know how do you look at something and say this is well done in the realm of marketing and branding it's applicable and it gets the desired results Yes. especially in branding we can get caught up in big words and strategy that aren't anything else but goals with no actionable steps yeah and mm-hmm. we have this pdf document of i don't know 50 pages of information <laughs> and customer profiles and at the end of the, you know, fit if there's a the only question you want to avoid is okay what now <laughs> if there's mm. that question you miss the mark <laughs> okay <laughs> And then bad marketing would be counter to that as it doesn't get your desired results. It uh, isn't applicable, AK. It's complex. It's fluff. It's using words just to use them. All the things you've been kind of saying. Is there any other ways that you look at marketing or branding? You say, ooh, that's, that's bad, quote unquote. Specific examples would be companies that talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's always bad. You know, sure. Me, 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 me. Uh-huh. Focusing on or your, that your company. You have no idea who their audience really is. Hmm. So it's a generic message or whatever the yeah. marketing is. It's quite generic because exactly. it's almost yeah. to everyone rather than to a specific yeah. uh, person. We're targeting everyone that breathes and has money. Thank <laughs> you, Sherlock. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> do you ever help companies think through or have you ever thought through how do I define call it ICP, call it persona, call it target market. Like how do you go about defining or figuring um, that out? Oh, that's funny because most of the time people think that it's tons and tons of research and it is a lot of research, but most of the times the information is stuck in the owner's head or the leadership depends on how big the business is. If they have CEOs, CFOs, whatever. They know who they're dealing with, but being caught up in the daily grind, they completely miss it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they need someone like me to come in, facilitate and extract that information. Because otherwise everyone would sound the same because we're targeting, I don't know, CFOs. Okay, but not all CFOs are the same. Who are your CFOs, you know? Mm-hmm. So if yeah. if I yeah, sorry, if I if I went there and did research for three companies, I would probably come up with the same answer if I didn't have their information. Mm. Yeah, I didn't extract the owner's thoughts. From the, the leader or leadership team, uh, yeah, exactly. brain per se. So how do you, so you get that information, they say CFOs, they start talking, how do you formulate, because obviously there's the demographics or like the positions that you're kind of talking about are kind of a start. How do you get more to, whether it's a psychographics or more into like, going deeper than just a CFO like how do you go about that is it does it resemble the leader is it do you look at past customers okay we have these 10 CFOs what's similar within them and how they think how they talk or how do you go about kind of digging deeper once you get a position it it starts with past customers Mm -hmm. and I try to extract as much as possible because once you have a client or two or three or ten, you know more or less who you want to work with and who's your ideal client that makes gives you pleasure to work with, you know, because it doesn't have to be a pain. <laughs> they 
cleaning mm. business. So we take the past customers and see what their ideal client would look like and go out and find them, uh, interview their past clients, <laughs> see their okay. side of the story. <laughs> that, yeah, because uh, that be that's always tricky sure. because oh, but what will they say? What if they don't have time? Come on, <laughs> let's just try it. <laughs> the worst we can get is a no. Yeah, no, I agree. That uh, talking to yeah customers, you get a different side. Obviously, talking to that leader, leadership team, you'll get some. Uh, information but it's only you know 60 70 yeah. whatever percent of the pie going to those customers and actually talking to them we're like yeah john's just my friend and that's why i do business with him okay well we probably shouldn't include you too much in our kind of ideal customer exactly. and you probably just... should have been doing business with john. <laughs> <laughs> true true that's good that's good okay i like that so why <clears throat> so we talked a lot about maybe you know what matters more than brand or things you should nail first why why do branding why does branding matter and how does it help oh that's a lot to unpack here <laughs> start where you want and we'll make sure to eat it uh yeah, we'll eat it all sure well, it works on both fronts also from a client perspective or marketing perspective and internally because most of the times i get the leadership together and they have no idea what the others are doing. <laughs> the, the sales leader has totally different goals and activities and personas than the marketing leader. And it's crazy because they're not pulling the same direction. Hmm. And just planting them, tying them to a chair <laughs> for a few hours. <laughs> you know, come on, let's talk about your customers and <laughs> find the common denominator theme because I'm hearing different stories from every one of you. Mm-hmm. So is is branding, I think, like, obviously, for me, someone who's not super in the brand, like I think of, you know, the kind of maybe simple or easy things a brand like font, the way you your voice, whether it's like a company, what's a voice a company, that's kind of like their brand. How do you define brand? Like, what are all the components that are included in a brand? Or is it like everything um, that a company kind of does that's in the brand. How do you think about that kind of um, what's in brand? There's a, um, an issue of definitions here, I think, because brand in my mind is what the customer thinks of you. Mm. It's what they say, not what you say. You know? <laughs> okay. And what we do is, I like to call it branding, is, is the or desperate try to influence their opinion of us. It, it sounds, nah, I don't know, it sounds bad because it sounds almost like lying, you know, but it's not. It's just saying the information in a way that resonates with them. Hmm. And yeah. the way you, you speak and what you say and how you look. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I don't know who, uh, whose quote it is, but someone's like, your brand is what people say uh, when you're not in the room or something akin yeah, to that. I think it's Martin Neumeyer. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I, that's, do you agree with that or is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, would, you know, that friendly ghost behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes to your point that it's, it's only so much, uh, controllable by the company like as much as it's our brand we can't just change that tomorrow yeah, okay. by saying whatever and we can only you're do kinda, so much yeah and you're kind of saying you know it's it's more or less 
call it whatever you want, but it's manipulating the perceptions of people of what they have of you to align more. So it's like we want our customers to say X, Y, or Z. Right now they're saying D, B, and A. How do we move from that to here? Um, or do we are we okay with D? Are we okay with one of those and kind of figuring that out? So so clearly it's exactly. it's essential to talk to customers or at least to know what is their current perception of us? Is that something that is good to do as a company to find out like what is our brand, not just from what we say, but what actual customers oh, yeah, are? Yeah. It's not only good, it's essential to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes easier, sometimes harder. I don't know. If we look at SaaS companies, for example, and they have tons of online reviews, well, that's easy. But if you're talking about the service business, good luck with that, especially if there's something <laughs> corporate. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. Easy with reviews or even a restaurant per se. You can quickly go through kind yeah. of uh, Yelp or wh whatever the service is where for service or small companies, it's a little bit harder, more maybe qualitative. You're not able to get a huge set of data points. That's good. One thing that I like to ask people on this podcast just to see um, what their answer is, is what is a strong held belief you have about marketing and branding? What is a hill that you're willing to die on in the realms of kind of marketing branding that you heavily and deeply believe in? We need to cut the crap <laughs> right <laughs> now. <laughs> so that's kinda, why I'm yeah. doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's great and obviously that answer was you know in a lot of the content about the getting rid of the fluff and stuff and that's you know one of your i'd say part of your brand right is you're someone who tries to create content yeah. and help clients cut through the the fluff and crap that's a good hill to die on what is something you you hear other people marketers c consultants in the branding marketing space talk about that you maybe disagree with or you have a little different opinion on or different thoughts on? Is there anything that comes to mind that you kind of disagree with the majority or with other people like you on? Oh, yes. <laughs> first thing that comes to, probably a lot, but the first thing that comes to mind is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. I find it mm. a total bullshit. <laughs> As people don't, don't care why you do it. They care what mm. you can do for them. Mm. Dig deeper on that. So Why you, you do it is important for, for internal alignment. And that's it. <laughs> you mm. know? What motivates so us to get out of bed today and serve our clients? But they don't but care it, why you get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> they just care you get out of bed and get to the yeah. store or whatever <laughs> it is to deliver. <laughs> and, okay. And do your job well. <laughs> I like that. So you don't think that you kind of said it's maybe important internally, but you don't think, you know, a lot of people say the, I don't want to even name anything, but they'll say, you know, you got to put on your website, your why, because people buy your why and whatever you disagree with there that, that people. Exactly. There are very few purpose driven businesses that did this successfully. Hmm. So we're trying to mimic a quote unquote failed model that's worked for two, 3% of all companies just yeah. because it, Exactly. It's hard to get people to actually buy from you. Why? It's I'm going to buy what you do, and sometimes it's going to be based off deals and price and just different things. Um, or if I, you know, like what you do, but it's not okay. So the why is less important, and that's something that's huge. I hear that all the time. You know, you see his uh, Simon's circles, concentric circle drawing uh, video <laughs> and everywhere. Quotes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so is there any anything else mm-hmm. i love kind of contrarian opinions and differing thoughts is there anything else that comes to mind that you kind of disagree with or even you know violently disagree with uh, in general i think marketing authors and gurus quote quote <laughs> they speak from a they mostly come from a corporate background they serve as marketers in big corporations and then startups and small businesses come and try to apply what they teach and it simply mm-hmm. doesn't work they don't have the knowledge they don't have the resources to apply that they need someone and, from yeah. their background and that gets us on my nerves because it gets passed around as the silver bullet most of the time far from mm-hmm. it <laughs> they don't yeah. have a million dollars to put in Facebook ads. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> or, yeah, or create uh, daily content, Gary Vee and yeah. all those. Uh, Death yeah. on TikTok. And... <laughs> yep, yep. Put it on every platform, be on everywhere. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think uh, one thing that I preach to my 15 people who listen to me is kind of just to improve how you think about uh, things. Like I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm more or less here to kind of improve or make you think better on how to do things because that's kind of like you have a problem you have something in marketing or just in your business and you want to apply some thinking to it you don't want to just throw a hammer at everything if it's a leaky uh, sink you don't want to throw the hammer at it it just will link leak more water so i I get what you're saying definitely agree there's a lot of people who blast their message as a silver bullet or people run with it and say that it's a silver bullet which is uh not good at all what is <laughs> that's what is, even da- more dangerous <laughs> right right <laughs> so this could be something similar to the two points or the thing you just said but what is something you believe that few others believe that you kind of you know you routinely say maybe and, and you just don't get many head nods but you believe that whatever it is even though others don't uh, totally believe it with you i don't know how many people believe it but there's still a few or a considered number that don't that branding is more or less emotional yes we're emotional beings and we act on emotion no matter how much the leadership wants to believe that their features are unique people don't care (laughs) (laughs) for example we could buy any car that would any car would serve our purpose would get us from point a to point b safely more or less <laughs> but <laughs> it would get us there you know to the destination we pick what we pick based on emotions because we want to feel good about that car we like it it makes us feel something hmm. yeah no i i agree i I'm, I'm in that small camp that i definitely agree many of our decisions are based off emotions or even just quote-unquote signaling i get the tesla because i work for a startup and i want to be a startup bro which is baked in emotions right there's an insecurity in there there's a lot in there that you can't just say we drive fast our cars faster feeds and speeds uh, can only sell so much because everybody can duplicate that but they can't duplicate maybe the emotions you derive from your prospects from your customers or the way you talk is something only you kind of own and you they can't mimic that or if they do it'll be you know not authentic um so yeah 
No, I definitely agree. I think it's heavily emotion based. And I think only we're moving further in that direction as we move through society. Not that I think society is getting softer, quote unquote, but it just is getting more in touch with our emotions, which sooner or later, these 16 year olds will be 35 year olds making, you know, family buying decisions or whatever. So you have yeah, to sure. position yourself or start to realize the future if it isn't already is emotional selling, selling to emotions, not uh, features and all those things that you uh, you started with. One question. Yeah, but uh, go on, go on. Yeah, sorry, I need to add this. On the other extreme yeah. is, is just going all in on the emotions and forgetting everything else because the emotions attract and they they get people through the door. But then you will need the benefits and features to seal the deal. You know, mm. it's, it's not it's just, just yeah yeah. Just keep a balance. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> head first in the water no that's good so you're kind of what you're kind of saying is is we 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 first think with our emotions which gets me in the door gets me on your web page or whatever but then i then can kick in that rational that systems to thinking of like okay yeah. do i want to make this purchase what are the reasons i do it and that's in the benefits of features and kind of those things but don't lead with them is maybe the the pull out message yeah, because it'll be but... boring <laughs> yeah yeah and nobody will really you won't get many people's attention unless it's someone who is dying in the red to solve the problem and the features and benefits speak to them which is rarely most customers we need to be kind of sometimes told like oh i can do it better i didn't even know you know thanks for providing me that you know emotional message and now what is the features and benefits that provide that for me that's good mm -hmm. i like that that's an important yeah, for, don't okay examples <laughs> we love them yeah for example speaking of examples for example uh, let's look at slack the way they began because they changed their message if you i hate slack but i love what they did when they reinvented and they created a new category this basically i don't remember the exact word but this was more or less that wikile email and we're here to replace email and that got a strong response from people they got it got them curious okay let's see what this is about you know and come on it was just another chat thing <laughs> nothing more nothing less but they knew how to market it mm. yeah no i like that and you could even argue that's somewhat uh i don't want to say category creating but they're creating you know category of we're you know the next of email rather than like you're just saying we're kind of if you say literally what you are it's kind of boring it's like okay yeah. you're just a chat uh thing but you're saying hey we're the future of whatever uh, but obviously don't use that the future of as everybody uh, uses that kind of <laughs> terminology we're the future of whatever innovative platform <laughs> <laughs> yes no i like that. reinventing so the team chat the wheel yeah 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 you start to the competitive advantage for x or y yeah sometimes as you go to enough websites you start to see uh common themes but one question i have which is kind of on branding a topic on branding is rebranding like what is rebranding i mean obviously like i think i know the answer but like how do you define rebranding when is it needed or when should you do it oh rebranding counts as a response to a huge shift in the business model from my perspective it's not a new logo it's not a new website <laughs> something big happened there's a shift in the market you need to change your audience you need to change your products and then it's basically starting over hmm. 
So it's deeper. Using some of the heritage of the the experience of the former company, but you know, it needs to be a big changes. Okay, that's good because I think if you ask most people, rebranding instantly comes to mind is the logo, the colors, the yeah. website. That's but just the visual identity. You're <laughs> but saying the message it's is deeper. the same. The logo is different. The audience is the same. <laughs> Everything is the same. Just the logo changes. So how is it a rebrand? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. It's the easier option than to do maybe what you're saying of yeah. going to the roots and rerouting to say, hey, we're different now. We need to go to the roots and change that. And then obviously, if that leads up to say our logo doesn't speak to our new roots, then let's change it rather than let's change the logo and then figure out if we're actually going to change anything uh, below that high hanging fruit. That's a that's a good way to to put it. A, a good example would be, I think I posted for about it a week or something, uh, would be Old Spice because they went from grandma's, grandpa's aftershave. I don't know if grandma uses it. <laughs> but it. It was just old people's aftershave, you know? But they changed it 180 degrees and made it fun and made it target a whole different age group. Hmm. And that's what a rebrand is, where you completely yeah, sure. shake shake things up, maybe. Could be a way. Change perceptions. <laughs> mm, yeah, it all comes down to that perception. That's good. So I, I like to end the podcast with two kind of main questions. One will be on marketing branding. One will be a little bit off-related, but kind of related to it. So the first question is, in the last one to two years, what is something, or longer, what is something you've changed your mind on in regards to marketing branding and business. I believed X, I now believe Y, or I believe X a little differently. Does anything uh, come to mind? Nothing big, to be honest, because people are, no matter how much we evolve and how many gadgets we have, we function the same. (laughs) We function the same as we did a hundred years ago, the way we make decisions and the way we act. So, no, I don't think, because Probably what changed is I grew as a brand strategist and migrating from tactics to strategy and understanding the why behind most things and getting mm-hmm. to the root cause. That That's the most important thing. So you were more focused on the what before. And yeah, as a graphic started. designer before, you know, just, you, you need a new logo, <laughs> bring it in. <laughs> Here's the invoice. But do you really need a new logo? Because most mm-hmm. of the time you don't. So, so kind of asking questions, digging deeper now is a change oh, yeah. in your behavior. Yeah, to your point, I agree. Most most of what we do as humans is you know food, sex, and you know there's a there's a few things that we do. Like we're not that different than the cavemen or the apes running around the woods. Um, I do think though, what for me is interesting is people who continually are open to kind of learning something new, relearning, you know, saying, Hey, I believe the Gary V content model. I thought it was a way. And now I believe that quality content is better than quantity. And just having an ability to sometimes say like I was wrong, um, which kind of, you know, seemingly what you're doing where maybe you thought, Hey, all I'm here to do is just do the X, whatever it is, logo X. Now I'm meant to kind of dig deeper and really see, do we need it? Is there something else we should do? Which is, I think, 
the biggest change is action based rather than just in our minds. We can change a lot, oh, but when we start absolutely. acting different. That's good. That's yeah. good. All right. The final question, my most interesting question that I like to hear from people is what is one thing you do outside of business, marketing, branding that actually helps you do marketing, branding, business better? So it's not in, you know, it's not like writing, it's not doing design or anything, but something you do outside of it all that then helps you do your job better. I do a lot of stuff that just unplugs me from, from work, like gardening or hiking. Hmm. I, I need to step away from it to come back with a fresh perspective and a clear mind. So Otherwise, gardening, you can get hiking, stuck in the loop. Yep. Those are, so something outdoors, it seems, a little bit outdoor-based. Yeah, mostly outdoors, yeah. If I'm at home, I'm anywhere within 10, a 10 meter radius of my computer, <laughs> I'll find something to, to work. I feel you. So you got to totally distance from it to allow yeah. the brain, the mind to kind of maybe figure things out or kind of put things in different places. Yeah. So then when you come Sleep back. Sleep on it and yeah, come back the next day. No, that's good. So do you act, do you, was gardening just like a, or do you like do that frequently or was that just kind of like an answer of something you do here and there or are you a frequent uh, gardener? Uh, I'm a frequent, uh, you know, since COVID, you... we moved to the countryside. <laughs> Why not take <laughs> advantage you... of it? Yeah. What do you plan? What do you uh, garden, quote unquote? Yeah, we planted like a hundred fruit trees and wow. we have a vegetable garden. It keeps us busy. <laughs> Do you, and I'm in shape. You, yeah. I'm guessing you actually <laughs> reap the fruit. Uh, quote, like you actually, you know, then eat it and it saves you the trip yeah, to the grocery share store. Share with friends and family. Oh, you don't awesome. sell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I don't have a house or anything, so I don't have my own lawn or any. You could do indoor, I guess, gardening, but that's been something I've, there's been a lot of like talk or things I've read on like having your hands in the soil and it's just good for you. So I've, I've thought about it and it's cool you brought it up. Maybe it'll be a, a push for me to actually, you know, do that sometime soon, start gardening. That's cool. Well, yeah, well, Dragos, I... Go on, if you had something, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's so much like business. You got to have patience. You can't make that plant grow faster. <laughs> <laughs> do what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Do it right and wait for the results. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it goes back to your whole point about the growth uh, kind of obsession. You can't really, no matter how much oh, you obsess yeah. over the tree it's growing, crazy. it's going to take its own time. And that's a huge lesson that... Uh, the two to three people listening hopefully take away and apply to their business, their marketing is that it takes time. But like you said, you got to do the right things and just have, you know, faith in the process that it'll uh, work itself out. Awesome. That's well, it. thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate thank you this, for having uh, me. I appreciate your time. And um, I guess before I, before I get us off here, do you have anything you want to, I think you have like a newsletter. Do you have anything you want to plug to the, like I said, you know, three people listening, anything you want to share with them to go check out? Yeah, just, you can find me on, on LinkedIn and that's where I'm mostly at. <laughs> you do a lot. Yeah. You post pretty much daily, uh, which is great yeah, content, I engaging, I feel. Um, not just and plain. you'll find everything there in the that newsletter you and you can pick my brain. 
feel free to do it. <laughs> Not literally, but yeah, you get what he's saying. Pick yeah. his brain. No, I'm just kidding. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, I will include some links. Well, one link to your LinkedIn in the show notes. So thank you again, man. Thank you. And this is the end of the podcast.